Welcome in to another edition of Divorce Force Podcast. My name is Adam, and we're excited to introduce a special guest today. She is an author, speaker, and wellness expert. Please welcome Dr. Pat Ballone, everybody. Woo woo. Woohoo! Yay! Here I am. <laughs> yeah, um, it's I great am, that I am we very can connect. Yeah, it is. I'm very happy to be here and support you and your audience and getting some good information they can make better decisions, you know, and be stronger and do, do what they need to do. Um, and in order to have really great health and, um, mindset, that whole, that whole package, be nice to have a whole package, (laughs) you know, considering how things have been lately in the last year and a half. (laughs) For sure. And then talk about that, you know, especially, um, you know, how challenging it's been for, you know, young professionals and, graduating seniors, you know, just coming out of college and the, you know, challenges they're facing, uh, not only professionally, but health-wise too, when they're just entering, you know, an unknown environment. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what you've well, seen. Um, well, you know, one thing is that there, you know, I, I would tell you that there's a lot of people who are sick and don't know it. And people who have things that are lingering or that are, you know, there's signs and symptoms that they don't pay attention to, which I call Grim Reaper syndrome. Um, And, you know, that all of a sudden they have some big problem later on. And, you know, all of a sudden you're sitting in the hospital bed, (laughs) you know, or laying in the hospital bed or, you know, uh, and so it's really important to really focus on what you can do to improve your immune system, you know, as a, what you can do to diminish it because you're either feeding because food is medicine you're either feeding disease to make it worse in getting it having the ability to foster or you're you know feeding yourself for your health so it's it's a choice and you make that first choice by what you put into your mouth because that's what you have control over yeah for sure and talk about yourself you know how did you get interested in the health field and, you know, where did that all begin for you as far as getting interested in uh, the health field yourself? Well, when I was four years old or less, maybe, <laughs> we used to play doctor. And I was always the doctor. I was never the nurse. I was never the patient. <laughs> and I never died. <clears throat> so um, that's where my first interest came into it. And I always had a natural inclination for science. And so, um, you know, I had a lot of science projects that I, I that my, my father always fought. He was a, he had a master's in um, electrical engineering. So he always fostered like, you know, I, I need to have this product. How can I get it? And, you know, so that it comes from that, you know, there's things that I did, you know, I can remember one time specifically walking down the street in the dead of winter, freezing cold and um, eating a popsicle. <laughs> and somebody said, why are you eating this cold outside? I said, well, if I figured that if you made the inside the same as the outside, then you wouldn't feel cold. It would just be normal. <laughs> <laughs> that was my brain at like maybe like eight years old or something like that. <laughs> um, and, you know, it seemed to work, but that's, you know, you'd probably have to attribute that success to mindset. You know, and I keep on going back to, you don't have to change, if you don't change your mindset, then you set yourself up a lot of times for failure. And then if you don't make good goals. So when going, going back to initially, like, you know, work, 
start. That's probably was that, you know, playing doctor when I was like four years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And talk about, you know, having that mindset where it's a balance, right? Because obviously, you know, health, it, it takes action, right? Where there's physical health, there's mental health. So talk about how you have to have that mindset to take care of both those things. Well, you know, one of the things is I help uh, busy professionals of working with women and kind-hearted men um, and other leaders, you know, think better, you know, make better decisions, get have more balance and, um, you know, get more out of their day and mm-hmm. be stronger, you know, et cetera, all with doing superior nutrition and other wellness initiatives. So it goes back to what I first said, basically, is that, you know, it, it, like it goes by what, you know, you, you're, you are what you eat you know, and you are what you absorb. Um, So it goes back to that. Yeah, for sure. And talk about, you know, when you're focusing, you know, how do you balance the the physical uh, health and mental health? Because obviously the pandemic, you know, really touched on both sides. Obviously physical health is so important, but also touched on the importance of the physical toll and, and staying you know, mentally healthy as well. So here's what they know to be true is that the gut's connected to the brain. Action, you know, like is huge. And so if you are eating bad food, then your that bad food has got will get absorbed in your body. And if it gets absorbed in your body, then it has to be processed by the liver. And the idea of what the liver does as a function is to get rid of toxins out of your body. So it spits them back in the in into your intestinal tract. If your intestinal tract is damaged in your intestinal leaking food into your system and that cycle keeps on repeating then the store in blood brain bone and fat that's deep so you know when people you know people can change their mind you know and change how they feel basically by eating because all foods that you eat affect you hormonally and so that aspect of that is essential to be able to make good lifestyle choices about things to eat like don't eat and don't eat white things don't eat white rice um you know and stay away from brown things for breakfast you've got to have something that can sustain you through you know more than an hour and a half or two hours before you're hungry again and if you eat carbohydrate first thing in the morning that's what's going to happen is you're going to be hungry in like an hour and a half and then you like why am i hungry the next thing you know you're gaining weight so and then when you're gaining weight and you look in the mirror you don't feel good about yourself you know, and then you're have like, in, or some of this is like, well, you look like you're getting chunky, especially during like when people would be outside, like walking around as it doesn't, it didn't mean that you needed to stay in your house. It meant that you needed to be cautious, especially if you had a uh, comorbidity, like, you know, as a chronic illness and disease, like heart disease, hypertension, you know, type two diabetes. There's people who are pre-diabetic, don't even know it. They have so much inflammation in their body starts from what you put in your mouth so what you put in your mouth makes you think better feel better and move better making those right choices and that's what i help people do and my clients to do you know is to get the mindset of them like what is it that what have i been doing that doing and i'm not getting any results that's the definition of insanity um and then you have like what can i do to improve that what can i take control because you have control 
you know, and when you take back control of your life, you look better, you think better, and you move better. There's just, it's just, it's not, it's, I, it's not rocket science. It's really simple. And just because it's simple, by the way, because a lot of people go, oh, it's simple, it's easy. Just because it's simple doesn't mean that it's easy, but it's doable. And, you know, it's just like, what's important? What do you, where do you want to be five years down the road? And if you've got kids and grandkids, you know, who wants to sit on the sideline and watch them play? Like, that's great. But if you had to, like, get up and run the field to go grab one of them, you know, then, you know, it's just like you're going to, if you're going to have trouble doing it, want that to happen, right? No, exactly. I mean, you uh, made the great point there. Like, it's not, you know, it's not simple. It's doable. And, you know, talk about the challenges with clients when they have, you know, whether they're, you know, have other obligations or they're, you know, have a schedule that, you know, they're always on the go, go, go. Talk about how, because you're not just, obviously, uh, health and, and what you eat is important, but then to, in order for to be healthier, sometimes that's, it's not just about losing the weight itself, it's a whole lifestyle change completely. Well, you know, you'd have to look at like, why did I get fat in the first place? <laughs> you're right. And it's just like, so if you're not digesting your foods properly, you're the fats, the carbohydrates and, uh, you know, the, the fats, the carbohydrates, and I just lost it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, the fats, carbohydrates and proteins. And the protein is the biggest thing because the protein is what sustains your energy. Um, so look and backtrack just a little tiny bit, you know, because in order to think outside the box, out of your box, know what, you know, people commonly say, you know, when I ask people what health is, they say, oh, it's nutrition, you know, and you can have nutrition. I mean, it's good nutrition. You can have exercise is another thing and sleep. Those are the top three answers that I get. And so then I always say like, well, then, you know, what's health? Because certainly nutrition is important. And we just got them saying that over and over again so far. And but exercise is important and sleep is important. So if you look at the pieces of the puzzle, the five pillars or the five pieces of the puzzle that make up have to do with diet and nutrition under the same umbrella of one. Then you have exercise proper proper sleep because you have to have sleep that's where you repair revitalize and restore yourself so you can hit the ground running in the morning your sleep hygiene and your room's really 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 important um you know like no electronics on get them off at least an hour and a half before you try to go to sleep or else it stimulates the limbic system which you all of a sudden you're thinking but it says 11 o'clock and it feels like eight o'clock in the morning you know it's mm -hmm. that important thing and you know and then the other two components to it that you know that into this is proper mental attitude, you know, and the positive mental attitude and that mindset that the world's not round, excuse me, that the world's not flat, it's round. You know, we have to, we have those shifts every day and some things that we do, because all of a sudden you're going, oh, I've seen that before. And like, you the light bulbs just going on. So a lot of people think that, you know, health is like, you know, this optimum physical, mental and social well-being and, and the, in the absence of, but you don't know if you have any diseases going on or infirmities going on, because if you, it's just in order for you to know that your body's at functioning at hundred percent of the time, you just don't know that. 
So that's why in my book, Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired, it assesses in a guidebook way, a workbook way, and an advocating tool for somebody, where is their weakest link at? Because who wants to wait till they're in crisis? Look at all these people who died from in COVID that got the virus, because the virus is a virus, and then they had a disease underlying or was known that expressed mm-hmm. itself, you know, which did them in. You know, and some people were able to survive, but people who got hit with a cytokine storm, which is all of a sudden your immune system shuts down, you know, they weren't so lucky. So having like knowing how to keep your body healthy and be healthy, you know, and and identify where to start that health journey and where do I got to put my time, energy and money at is so essential and so, 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 so important, you know, to do that. So people don't know if they're if they're sick, you know, so the name of the book, why are you sick, fat and tired? You know, if you're fat, you can basically look in the mirror, you can see how your clothes are fitting, you know? Um, and then, you know, if you're tired, you know, a lot of people just go, I'm going to punch through this, you know, I'm going to keep on doing this. Like maybe one day would be okay, but the repetitious, you're wearing down your immune system, you know, and you have 11 organ systems that work like a Swiss watch what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. And when one stops working, other systems in the body stop working also. And then what we didn't mention is the last pillar of health was the structure and function. It's your posture. So many people have such crap posture today. If you walk around people, I want to go up to them, push their head forward, pick their head up, put their butt, you know, behind it. It's like, now you're seeing when I do that with people, sometimes they go like, I feel so off. Well, you were off way before that because you're not that bowling ball that you have on top of your head that weighs 11 pounds, you know, is, is forward and you're putting a lot of stress on your nervous system. Um, so it's, it's important to understand why people get sick. And I bet you want to know that, don't you? <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's important. I mean, it's important to have, you know, a check. I mean, obviously there's so many people you know, sometimes people don't want to go to the doctors. And I think if we learned anything from last year, it's not just, you know, the annual checkup or things. I mean, there's things that you can do, not just only go to the doctors, but you talk about having those, you know, self-checks and taking care of your body and doing steps on your own instead of just, you know, avoiding it altogether. I think that's important too, right? That's how you end up with Grim Reaper syndrome. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, it's just like I always say people, they say that people who um, for New Year's and New Year's Day who have all these resolutions that by within 10 days that 50% of the people have already fallen off. Wow. The problem is, is that people on for their New Year's resolution don't know where to start. And so if they knew where to start, you know, which they can identify in my book, Why You're Sick, Fat, and Tired, you know, and it's available on Amazon, of course. Um, it's like you can find out where you have to put your time, energy, and your money. So if you did that, then you would be able to make an honest goal for the year. And then, like, the other clincher is that, you know, they always say, like, you got to do something at least for a month to make it a habit. That's not exactly true. The rule actually is 2190. And it takes approximately an average 18 days to 265 days, which is eight and a half months for a behavior to become a habit. So you don't need to think about it. 
Um, it's like brushing your teeth. Like you would never get up and not just not brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. It's like <laughs> that's that's something that you know you did something over like 21 days and definitely for eight and a half months that you just do it naturally. Don't even think about it. The habit to create is like when you, you like you know for the dentistry in that division is to like when they had people try to brush after every meal. You know, that was a challenge because a lot of people didn't have that as a habit. But when you start making it a habit, you know, all you got to do is carry your toothpaste and you go into the bathroom, wherever you're at, and you brush your teeth, you know, to get that excess <laughs> food off, you know, and out of your mouth so it doesn't create bad bacteria that affects you. So the reasons why people get sick is because of trauma, toxins, or thoughts. So trauma are things like that include birthing process. Nine out of 10 children that are born has some type of cervical damage from pulling a child out of a woman who is birthing, you know, and so nine out of 10, that's a high number, you know, when you're looking around, um, then, you know, then you have those traumas and that sets up inflammation in the spine and in the body. That's the first inflammation someone gets. And then toxins are like from like the air that you breathe, the water you drink, the food that you eat, the uh, chemicals that you use in your house to clean your house. And the chemicals that you use in your garden, you should read the ingredients, you know, and take <laughs> those ingredients down that you can't pronounce, you know, and look them up and see what the side effects of those. You know, they've recently renamed Asperitine. I can't remember what they named Asperitine. That's NutraSweet. It's no longer called NutraSweet. It's called, you know, it's it's made by NutraSweet. A new name because NutraSweet is like, you know, very important in creating chronic illness and disease in people who consume it you know, consecutively. And this also makes people have more difficult time losing weight, you know, using sweeteners and that type of thing. Um, so, you know, you've got to know what those are, you know, and also, you know, things like other toxins are, especially for women, is if you cannot eat your makeup, you should not put it on your face. <laughs> your skin has six, whatever you put on it, you, on your skin, gets absorbed into your body. It's got to go to your liver, which has to detox it. When the liver can't do that anymore, it stores it. And I said this before, in blood, brain, bone, and fat. That's huge because that's where your weakest link is. So if you know what you can do to like, you know, you can eat better, think better, and move better, just like, yes, I can exercise. I can go out for a walk. I can, because if you don't move, you're going to die. You know, can put better food in my, and make better choices. You know, it's just like, um, am I going to go to Sweet Pea? I think those places are called that make salads. Or am I going to go to McDonald's? You know, and it's just like, is it okay to send? Okay, but not all the time. Some people eat at McDonald's all the time, for instance, or have a, a lot of meat in their diet that are, that's not, you know, very, very lean. And don't know how to combine it with other foods in order for it to be handled when we were talking before about the protein and carbohydrates. Um, and, you know, and then your thoughts. People get, you know are ruminating about crap that happened during the daytime that they no longer at that point in time have any control over and can do anything about you know so my biggest thought when some when someone says to me oh my god my thoughts my thoughts you know it's just i can't go to sleep i'm ruminating you know um, i'm overthinking this my mother's always worrying about me tell them to stop because if they don't they're going to undo good you do to get rid of toxins out of your house and get rid of toxins in your body and get rid of inflammation in your body, you know, because you, you know that you've had, had those arguments with somebody at some point in time or got upset and, and you no longer can, you don't, you know, when you do that, you don't digest your food. You you, can't, you toss and turn all night long. Um, so what were some of the lessons that you learned 
Oh, while writing your book, and what did you enjoy most about uh, doing that? Well, first off, I, the person who told me that they thought I was going to write a book, I said, you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no way. I said, I'm done. You know, I'm burnt out. I, you know, worked, you know, I used to see, I had a very busy practice, and I basically did it myself. And, you know, when I got burnt out, you know, I took time and space to walk away from it. So when I came back and decided to do this book is because I saw so many people walking around Boston that look sick, like nobody's home. And we all seen people like that. It's like, you know, are you okay? And they look at you and they're like, I'm fine. Yeah. Are you sure? You don't sound it. <laughs> and um, like, you know, I always, I was just thinking of something. I go, what were you thinking of? Like they were ruminating about something that they had, can't do anything about. Cause if you did can do something about something, you pick the phone up, you make action, you take, it takes to get it done and get it handled so you can tell yourself and give yourself for instance for sleeping purposes you tell yourself and give yourself permission to go to sleep you know so the things that you know um in my in my book what i learn is when you know i see people do it they still don't want to believe it they're still in denial and <laughs> yeah. the most frustrating thing for a physician is when like you know hey you know let's make some lifestyle changes because everything else you've done hasn't worked they still go like, well, you know, I've got to think about it. Like, how much thinking do you have to do? You have to wait till you're in the grave. You know, it's just like there's, it's it's really, it's uh, sometimes it really saddens me when I like look at people and say like, you know, who told you to do that? And, you know, or it's like, or, or, or I first ask, did that make sense to you? No, but the doctor told me to do that. I'm going, I go, then why would you do something that didn't make sense to you? You're going against your better judgment and your own. I mean, check it out. Find somebody else who has an opinion. And a lot of people are not committed, period, you know, not only to their health, but also to their life and to their families and to their outcomes in their, um, in their communities. For me, I believe, and I've seen when somebody heals themselves, they heal those behind them, they heal those in front of them, and they heal those around them. And when they do a beautiful thing, because those people talk to other people, and then you can find a path that's in, you know, like what I would say embedded in white light because it's, it gives you, it's more positive. And we have so much negativity around us. It's just like we want the naysayers, the media, the newspapers, you know, the government, you know, to just like, you know, hey, tone it down because you no longer have control of my mind. You know, and there, there's just like so much information out there that is confusing and, and confused buyers don't buy. So they just stay at home and watch TV, which is the worst thing they probably could do. Throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a TV since 1987. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so um, I, I get my news from, you know, uh, I look it up. I look at, you know, for what I'm like, what's going on? What are the basic things that are going on? I give myself five minutes a day. And by end, I do just like the Lord does. You know, I give Sundays. I don't do anything for anybody. If it doesn't <laughs> feel good, I don't do it. Um, and I eat really, really super clean. Now, I have a funny story um, to share with your listeners. I was in a grocery store about three months ago. <laughs> and I was looking at broccoli. I don't like broccoli that much as a, as a vegetable, but I was <laughs> looking at it. So I had organic broccoli and I had inorganic broccoli. And... 
I looked at this woman who was standing there and she's looking at me. She goes, you look confused. I said, actually, I'm not. I said, I'm just processing. I go, why broccoli's like dating? And, and like, you know, having the man of my dreams. And she goes, <laughs> okay, I'm all ears. Tell me. And I said, well, I said, here you have organic broccoli. Organic broccoli is the guy who has your back. You know, make sure that you have a nice comfy bed, a nice house, um, that you're, you know, always like box and feed you and make sure that you've got good food, you know, make sure that you get enough, you don't look haggard the next morning, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. And the inorganic broccoli, the GMO broccoli is the broccoli is the guy who keeps you up to two o'clock in the morning, partying, <laughs> having drinks, dancing and running around wild, you know, um, and I go and you get only get four hours of sleep and then you're getting up to go to work at 730 and he's laying there in bed sound asleep while you bust your you know, and I said, so which I go, which one would you want to date? She goes, the organic one. I said, it was the one on my left hand and she grabbed it on the left hand. She goes, thanks. You got to get your own now. <laughs> so like, I love it. I love but, that. I love it, that analogy. But it was really, I mean, when you think about it, you're thinking like, why would I want, I mean, like we all know the bad guys like fun, you know, but you know, we all know how damaging that is physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, socially. And so you just don't want to do that. So anytime you have an opportunity to eat, the better it would be for you. And people go like, well, why is it so expensive? I don't know. Ask the FDA. It shouldn't be. Because my mother, you know, in that generation, they grew up with organic food. It wasn't organic until someone decided they could make some money off of it. And, and, and so, and, and they wanted you, you know, they, they gave you the idea that we are all, you know, enough food and that's not necessarily like you know if they right isn't necessarily the case and there's so many people wanting organic that even all those bad people who did the gmos are now having an organic version but you have to ask them how long does it take for that soil that you're now saying is organic you know to be and so it's, it's leach free of all the pesticides chemicals insecticides you know and herbicides that like how long does that take i don't really know the answer to that question and i would suspect hear an answer but whatever answer you hear from those companies i would tell you to go research it <laughs> and make sure and get a you know get a second and a third opinion on it. yeah for sure and and talk about that you know sometimes uh you know the you, you're at the grocery store and uh you know it costs a little bit more uh, for those healthier options. So obviously I feel like there should be a way to make that a little bit more uh, affordable for individuals who can't afford, um, you know, those options. So talk about that. And is there a way to make those choices available to individuals and families who can't afford to buy uh, those, those options? I don't know the answer <laughs> as far as that goes. It would have to be on an individual basis. <laughs> but I just want to highlight something that's important. The average person out of pocket who has type, type 2 diabetes, now they could have bought different food, you know, or, or heart disease because type 2 diabetes is very directly related to heart, to heart conditions. And that they estimate that 40% of people who have type 2 diabetes will end up with Alzheimer's anybody who wants to lose their mind 
So if you look at what the rope looks like and you work backwards, and that those diseases can cost up to anywhere from $15,000 out of pocket to $30,000. And if you have cancer, you're talking about $7,500 to $12,000 for each treatment. Wow. So if that's out of pocket and your insurance company is not covering that, you know, you're taking a second mortgage on your house, you know, in hopes of doing traditional medicine, you know, which is not, you know, patient centered, you know, so the, you know, conventional or traditional medicine disease oriented, you got to have a disease first, you know, before they can treat you. It's doctor centered, you know, everyone's treated the same. How can that possibly be? Not everybody in the same family gets heart disease. That heart disease has a genetic predisposition, supposedly, because you're not your DNA. You know, so you can change how your DNA expresses itself in the environment by changing your constitution by what you choose to. It costs you a couple bucks more, you know, in order to do. You know, it's just like I'd rather spend nineteen thousand dollars on a down payment on something or on a trip you know, of my dreams than spending it, staying home, not being able to move and being in pain and or not being able to think and not have a brain anymore. You know, conventional medicine also is very specialized. You know, it's based upon your diagnosis. I always tell people, give me your diagnosis and I'll tell you how to, how to handle that. I'll tell you how to think outside the the other things that you can possibly do in order to end with your goal that you want to have, you know, so that you have freedom in your health and freedom of choice. You know, functional medicine is um, very similar to, um, and also, you know, it's it's similar to lifestyle medicine because it's like health oriented. It's, you know, I, I'm concerned with you, Adam. I don't care. I care about your other part of your family, but I care about <laughs> you and how you're expressing your gene pool in relationship you're living at and what, your and what your choices are at this point in time. It's holistic. It looks for the root problem. It doesn't, it doesn't treat symptoms, you know, and you're looking at, you know, how, and I said this before, like, you're not your DNA, that's your biochemical individuality and how it's responding to the environment. And it's very, very preventative. You know, there's a very famous doctor by his name, Mark Hyman, who is, um, he used to be the head of the International Medicine um, Association or orgs or whatever it was. And, you know, and that the roadmap they were given in medical school to navigate through the territory of illness was the wrong map. It taught doctors to diagnose diseases and then sign a standardized treatment, no matter who was suffering. And that is the wrong approach almost every time. It's a map that sends you, like I just said, in the wrong direction. And so in functional medicine and lifestyle medicine, it's a science of system biology. You're looking at what are your organ systems doing right now, all 11 of them, and how are they functioning together in that Swiss watch principle, you know? And so you're looking at like this system and how it changes your way of thinking so that the world, and I talked about this before, and I said it backwards at the first, when we first started, is that the world is round, it's not flat. So you take your mindset that, and you have to consider that mindset if it's false, as being flat and then blossoming into the so that it's round because when you do that they really truly treat disease you know and you can use it with non-drug approaches you can you know like we talked a little bit about diet and exercise with targeted supplementation so that that organ system can get fortified again and get rebalanced in with the rest of the body you know and it's useful for like weight loss stress management 
It's endorsed by the National Institute. I actually can stand up and say they did a good job on this endorsement because it's essential to manage disease and it's also essential and effective without the use of medications, which sometimes the side effects are horrible. I mean, if anytime you watch TV and someone says, hey, here's this new drug for this, at the very end, they talk so fast so your brain can't follow it, which makes it chaotic, which makes you only remember the first part, you know, and the last word they say is death. You know, so any drug has the potential of death because you're taking it. I don't know. It doesn't come, it doesn't come in high on my list. You know, it's like, well, what else can I do in order to do that and also keep the balance, you know, that's within my system, you know, and there's a lot of things that are, you know, cancer related too, right? There's cancer is an inflammatory disease. So all those diseases that I mentioned just recently, they all have inflammation as a core, as a, as what's similar, what does all all these guys have in common is they have inflammation. You got to know where the inflammation started. Where's that weakest link at? And that's what my book, Why You're Sick, Fat, and Tired shows you. Yeah, for sure. And I like the aspect of thinking backwards or that, you know, because you obviously you're thinking from a standpoint, oh, you know, if this, if this is a cause, you know, it's going to cost me more later. And a lot of times, you know, I mean, that can be with anything. A lot of times, you know, people don't think that way. And it's, it's challenging for a lot of individuals. But you hit the nail on the head there. You know, if, if something leads to something more serious later, then, you know, health coverage can be tricky. And, you know, you're just going to have more, you know, as you age, it's going to increase the cost of more a serious issue, right? Right. Well, it, it's, com it's a compounding effect. <laughs> it's like how it's like if our bank accounts were how people got diseases, we'd all be rich. <laughs> you know, just right. Because you have one thing that happens that you don't pay attention to. Then you have another thing that happens. Or the doctor says like, I, oh, I now have the symptom. The doctor goes, oh, this will take this pill will take care of this. Check in with me in three months. You know, it's like. What doctor does that? I mean, gives you something and doesn't follow up with you. I'm sorry. That doesn't, that's never floated my boat, you know, and it doesn't make that make sense to me. I think it, when you tell someone to go do something, you have to be able to be willing and be available so that um, you can, uh, so that you can follow people up and say like, and before they happen, I had a friend of mine who took a picture of his face you know, and I said to him, you know, I said, where are you? And he goes, should I go to the hospital? And I went, get your butt in 911. Don't even drive. I said, what did you do? His blood pressure meds got screwed up, you know. Oh, wow. So he he could have easily died of anaphylactic shock, you know. It's like, it's, it, it, I just went like, when he called me back, he goes, oh, they took, they, um, the blood pressure med they gave me that the pharmacist didn't give me the right, the right dose or the overdose. I can't remember what it was. Oh, and, wow. and I said, your doc, I go, you need to be, that's why doctors should follow up with people, you know, have their PA call up, say, Hey, do, do you have any side effects and look up, you know, the best side site that I know of, you know, because it tells you that not only the um, primary ones, the secondary ones and tertiary ones, but you're also looking at, like the ones the on sometimes the uncommon ones, which to me sometimes, you know, can be more severe for somebody depending upon their vulnerability, 
And so like Mayo, you know, Mayo Hospital, Mayo Clinic that has a, a part of their site tells you about what the side effects are on drugs. You know, for um, just use Google, if you're going to look up an ingredient in something, especially the inert ingredients in uh, anything that's bottled or something, oh, they use that so that the um, vitamin can hold together. They don't have to use that ingredient. So those things are carcinogenic. And if you're taking them for years, then that could, have, that could create a problem, in my opinion, um, as far as your... Yeah, for sure. And, you know, for those who... Um, you know, are interested in getting in the health field, you know, what advice would you give those individuals who want to work in the health field and really want to make a difference in, you know, with health? Who want to work in the health field? Yes. Go to a good school. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because even just because you graduate from Harvard doesn't mean that what what you learned at Harvard is like, you know, they have notoriety doesn't mean that it is cement. Um, and that there's not other possibilities. You know, they always say like, oh, it's not, you know, scientifically proven yet. Well, just because it's not scientifically proven yet doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You know, if, if you take a look at, um, you know, like not to get heavy into this conversation because it's such a hot topic these days. People who are vaccinated or not vaccinated. You know, I, I, somebody said something to me the other day at, about that. And they said, well, um, you think I said, well, I said from a outside looking in standpoint, it doesn't mean just because someone's not vaccinated that they're contagious. And it doesn't mean that someone who is vaccinated is contagious. They are if they're shedding, but they have more of an opportunity to be contagious and shed than people who are not vaccinated. You know, and, you know, as far as like going into a restaurant, you know, or people are concerned about whether or not, you know, you have to be vaccinated to go in, you know, um, you know, you've got to ask yourself the question, does my waiter, do they have a vaccine card? (laughs) I like to see it. I also like to see their toxicology report, make sure they don't use any drugs, you know, or have any diseases, as well as the guy who's making my food or impossibly coughing on your salad, you know, or the people who, the delivery people who are coming into the restaurant to deliver stuff. You know, it's just like, like this is so out of control, so out of like it's not making sense anymore. Um, so they, you know, it's just like I my concern for people who are unvaccinated is that they have the exposure to people who aren't vaccinated, you know, who potentially might be shedding because people don't know if they're shedding. You know, that's what they that's that would be called that would be asymptomatic. And people are just like when you're asymptomatic, you don't have a disease, and that's true. I mean, people are asymptomatic don't have this because they don't have any symptoms, you know? So, you know, Dr. Fossey talks about a pill that big pharma is supposed to be making. That's supposed to take care of the, if you have coronavirus, it should take care of any virus or microorganism that is in your mucous membranes because that's where it all starts to begin with. And some people, it never enters their body. And other people, it enters their body and their immune system fights it off. Other people, their immune system is so compromised that what enters their body, they doesn't it. You know, but he's talking about creating this, this drug to get rid of it in the throat. Chinese medicine has been doing that for centuries. Um, so, you know, it's like you've it, got to make sense, you know, of these conv- convoluted and challenging issues so that you can get unstuck and you can move forward in a better, faster way that you stay safe 
and you get the results that you need. That's what I help people do. Yeah, for sure. And uh, before we close out here, what is um, the best advice you've gotten? Uh, you know, whether it's been, you know, whether it's been staying healthy or uh, any uh, exercise advice that you've gotten uh, for mentors yourself. Well, you know, I do a questionnaire and LinkedIn and I always ask people what their biohacks are, what their favorite biohack is. And, um, you know, and I've seen some things that make me shake my head going, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> you have other ones. I'm going, wow, I never thought of that. Like one guy said how he starts his day on a positive note and he sends so much love in what he does is he makes breakfast for his son. Wow. That's so powerful. Love is powerful. Doing nice things for people is powerful. Thinking good thoughts and doing good deeds is powerful. You know, if you think you're going to be sick, you will be sick. You know, if you think you're going to catch something, you will catch it. Your mind is so incredibly powerful and it can overrun those things that you do to fix the toxins, as I said before, and certain traumas and that type of thing um, with that. So when you know, I would tell people, you know, um, get adjusted, you know, uh, see a chiropractor, keep your spine in alignment because structure is function. And that's where you get your good posture from. Because if you don't have good posture, the organ systems can't function well enough. You know, you got to keep that great attitude, you know, and that mental mindset, like, you know, and, you know, and have a strong mind and have strong character. You know, and keep on asking yourself, does that make sense? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? You know, if it makes sense, then do it. But you've got to make sure you're really clear that it makes sense, you know. And then you want to, like, make sure you get enough sleep, you know, because the magic happens in the third and fourth stage. That's where you repair, you revitalize, your brain detoxes. You have all these really cool things happen. And when you're feeling really great as opposed to dragging your butt out of bed for another day. You know, we don't want to run running. And then, you know, it's just like you have that exercise part of it. You know, you don't have to exercise a lot in order to make your body work. Just 20 minutes a day, you know, do one step at a time, like walk one mile, drink one glass of water, you know, read three pages or one page, um, pay a debt, you know, put, put extra money to debt. Just do it by the rule of one. Keep on adding to that one the next day. Like, okay, now my one is going to be two miles. You know, and just do, you know, like, you know, feed your mind, body and soul and choose to be happy, you know, and when you choose to be happy, other things will help you fall in place and that mindset will help you do that too. And that, and I help people, you know, regain that sensibility and that common sense again. And then the biggest thing is the diet, you know, if you, you've got to eat clean, stay in time, you got to eat clean, you know, and, you know, like choose foods. That, you know, that makes sense. And, you know, buy as many organic foods as you possibly can. They're more expensive. Um, but, you know, it's just like in the long run, you know, your investment is now, you know, pay, pay the piper now or pay the piper later, you know, and later you're not going to, you're not going to be able to enjoy your life. And the idea is to like age gracefully so you can step into being an, quote, an adult um, in a better fashion. You know, and so that you are happy, you know, you're healthier, you're vibrant, you know, and you also have and you're stronger. So I'm teaching a course um, in October that I'm going to invite your uh, people to. Awesome. And 
put in the link um, in my and in, back into uh, LinkedIn for you. Um, and so um, the first link that it gives people an opportunity to watch and also then go into the course and the other ones just go directly to the course. So if they want to go directly to the course because they know they want to do it, that's the one to use. And um, until next week, I'm going to be discounting this at 60% uh, off. So instead of being close to 1600, you know, it is uh, five, seven to do the course. Oh, perfect. I'm doing it live and um, I'll do, be, it'll be four weeks and there'll be approximately an hour and going over all these things that make us feel like, you know, and stop being depleted during the daytime, you know, because if your family is so important to you, you want to have energy, enough energy, you know, and not be burnt out when you get home for your kids and your family, because you don't want those relationships to suffer. So it's a great course, you know, for that. And I invite your people to come, you know, and sign up for it. It's, you know, and um, I've got a special surprise for the third week where we're going to take a look at how well guts working and how will your body's detoxifying and i've got a little secret of how we're going to do that and we're going to talk about that on the on the last week so that you can walk away with like wow you know what? i now know what i can do i can stop putting the cart before the horse with surety and with certainty and i now have know what it's like making this norm my you know going back to basics a norm so i have a foundation i can work with that's really important so i invite you and i invite your you know, your to do that that's awesome i appreciate that dr pat it has been a pleasure i really enjoyed the conversation uh thank you for joining today and thank you very much i love it you know and you like you're in your in your industry you talk about business right you know in the positiveness and being in business and that you got to help your health for everything if you don't have your health you can't go to work you exactly know? you know and you know it's like if you don't have your health and you're not feeling good something the person knows they can look at you they know they can see it in your eyes they can see it in your eyes. and so you know i hope my passion and my impact comes across with people and it really you know reaches them and and with that heartfelt like you know let's all walk this together because it's like very rarely in, in medicine do you have anybody that actually acts with you like a team and you know that's what i hope to accomplish with you know anybody who i ever worked with 